2: That? Can hear, yeah, 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 yeah. It is.
3: it's like, uh, you know, it's welcome it. to the show.
2: It is my first day. So. <laughs>
3: yeah. Robert Bravo, yeah. welcome to the show. Thanks you so are nice. the bloodmeister, blood master. You did the blood effects for Debbie and the Devil. You did the blood effects for an upcoming uh, short film that belongs to a wider series called, wider film called Skrilla. I did. Uh, and we have known you since 2018?
2: Yeah, 2018, 2017, somewhere in there.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a wild ride, huh, my friend? Oh, yeah. Okay, I got to start. Let's just begin, okay? Right now, what's the status of Craving? It's doing business. Yeah. And if you may, tell the audience, what is Craving?
2: Okay, so uh, Craving is a uh, drug thriller slash monster film. And uh, we actually wrote it. Me and uh, my business partner, Jason Horton, wrote it. I don't want to say 14 years ago. Oh, wow. Very first things that, uh, that we, that I did with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, back then we had all these ideas. Oh, we're going to make three movies for like, you know, $10,000 a piece. This is before we had any idea what movies cost. Right, 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 Uh, This
3: was when you were a producer at that
2: time. I I was primarily a producer. Yeah. Uh I I hadn't really found my way into special effects yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, Back then, we kind of realized that we just weren't there yet, you know. Yeah. He, he, as a as a storyteller, and myself, neither of we had to earn our stripes more, right, to to get to where we had the tools to make the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was back then; it was really fun. We always knew it was our Kill Bill. You know how like right. Tarantino always talks about. I had this really fun script. I wasn't time. It sat in a sac, uh, sock drawer for. Same thing with us for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And, uh, what was the impetus of it? Like, was it just kind of like, we just got to make a horror film, or was the the addiction theme of the film, was that a big engine of it, or what was it?
2: Um, well, um, addiction was a, an important part of my early life. Um, more, I, I was raised around people who, who struggled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've always had a relationship, even though I myself am pretty boring with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of been close to me, and uh, specifically, I have a family member, and uh, they have a disorder. And this particular disorder, the um, they have they suffer a lot of pain, and this particular kind of pain, uh, the nerves get turned off by a certain drug, uh-huh. and so she would use this drug to self-medicate to make the pain go away. Hmm. And that's kind I'm just realizing I'm slipping into spoiler territory it's
3: that, you know what we can do. We can have a pre spoiler discussion okay and then we'll have a post spoiler yeah. discussion well, and then we'll put it in the timestamp notes you. or what it, show notes well
2: I'll, I'll I'll just say the long and the short of it is that's where mm-hmm. the idea for some of the stuff that happens in the movie came from mm-hmm. so uh our our monster in a lot of ways, and it sounds disrespectful to say it it's not. Is based on this particular family member who is using uh, 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 self-medication uh-huh. to keep their personal demons at bay.
3: Uh-huh. What was the drug that? Uh, was meth- Methamphetamine. Methamphetamine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you grew up around?
2: Oh, I grew up around a
3: lot. Yeah, right. I grew right. Up right. A lot. Like a lot of people with addictions and yeah, stuff like that. P- pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 I mean, you you have alluded to your childhood yeah. many times yeah. and stuff, and it does seem like a pretty wild. Yeah. You know, environment and stuff. How did you connect with Horton? Um, honestly,
2: a million years ago, I worked in a little coffee shop. Oh. And uh, we were just two people who would chat, you know, and we'd, right. we'd talk movies. And um, without going into specifics, I was raised in, the, in and around the music industry. Yeah. And so I understood the language that is entertainment. So in our, our first time we ever did anything, I just kind of came on and uh he he's always been a wonderful director but he would sign up with some sharks mm-hmm. uh, for producers and so he was doing all the work and then not getting you know all the help and uh mm. and all the back end um and he was a friend he was just a good guy so right. i came in on one movie and helped with some paperwork on the second movie i did permits and locations and things like that mm-hmm. and by our third movie we were like well I'm basically producing already. I might as well just come on as a producer.
3: Right, right.
2: Um, and we were making films for fifteen to $30,000, which Jeez. sounds like a lot of money until you think about how much it costs to make a movie. Like, right, right, you know, right, and And basically what we would do is we would shoot every other weekend. And one weekend I would pay bills. And then the next weekend, whatever I made, that's how much our budget was to shoot that uh-huh, uh-huh. those scenes. And, you know, we were making movies. Wow.
3: So at what point did you become the blood guy?
2: The um, I got into special effects on a little indie film called Monsters in the Woods, uh-huh. which is every bit as good as the title implies. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, you know, I had played with prosthetics and stuff like that previously. It was mm-hmm. just a fun art form because that's kind of always been my thing and my vice is to create i draw i sculpt uh-huh. all that uh and there's something very fun about using a human as your medium because right. you know like you can see the guy turn into a dragon and breathe and exist in the real yeah, world
3: yeah yeah what was the if like your first effect that you had to do because if i remember correctly you said that you just you guys on this one production you couldn't afford a blood effect. So it was like out of necessity that you became the blood guy. That's correct. What was the gag?
2: The very first thing I ever did, and it's hilarious and just how ghetto it was. Uh. We just had blood sprays. Oh, was that? oh that was me. Oh, sorry. Uh, we just had blood sprays. And what I would do, because we needed to have these high impact um, sprays go across the screen and stuff. And uh, what I did is I took soda bottles. I called them bottle uh, uh, bottle blasters. I took two liter soda bottles. And, uh, I sealed up the top and I put a little nozzle and I would compress, uh, pump that full of compressed air mm-hmm. because soda bottles are designed to handle PSI. Right,
3: right, right. So
2: I'd fill the actual bottle up with, uh, something stupid, like 60 PSI enough to make it dangerous uh, because, uh, yeah. you know, don't, don't do this kids. Right, right, right. Uh, and then he's I'd a sh- professional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely that. Yeah. Uh, and then I PVC glue a hose to the other end and just a little, um, a little manual lever. Mm -hmm. And so I'd sit there and just decompress the air. And so I'd have 60 PSI in this little thing and shoot out six ounces Mm. of blood at mock speeds and blast people in the face.
3: So question, did you know this instinctually how to do it or did you, how did you figure it out? I think there's
2: a combination of like, I, and this is, I mean, to this day, how I still do things. I'd look at the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I'd reverse engineer the ghetto way to do it. Oh. you know? Cause even to this day, like I'm, I'm doing bigger things. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's only been 15 years, but I still, I like living in, in the $5 bin at Walmart. I like mm-hmm. doing low budget stuff. Yeah. Both because the storytellers tend to appreciate the stuff you do more. And I feel like it's more fun. Like, you know, when you, when you work on something indie, people aren't jaded. Everyone wants to be there. Right, Everyone right. who's working there is working cause it makes them happy.
3: Everybody has a enthusiasm. Yeah. And so, uh,
2: but, going indie involves going you know creative Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so uh, you know I'd learned the right way to make an air compressed um, blood delivery system and then just kind of like what's the cheapest thing that can do this without exploding
3: Right, right. like for instance bringing up the amazing film Debbie and the Devil Uh which you did the first blood gag that we did was a neck spray kind of thing and I remember I'll never forget it like you had like a big fire extinguisher like a big silver fire extinguisher mm-hmm. that you use i still use that yeah really yeah, oh do. wow does it have a name or?
2: uh i think not technically it's just the blood delivery system right 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 Right. Yeah. maybe
3: robert jr or something yeah, you know? yeah um but how did you sort of like so that particular gag so you you learned what where were your sources like where were you
2: well that is a version that's done pretty common uh-huh. like that's that's like all the Scream movies, that's how they do their slit throats. Oh, um, interesting. So a lot of people do the Fire Extinguisher. A lot of people do garden sprayers on cheaper stuff. Mm-hmm. But I like that you can, well, first of all, it's three gallons, so you can keep going longer. You you know, there's nothing worse for a director than having to say, okay, I need half an hour to reset every five mm-hmm. takes. So it gives you a little bit more freedom. So yeah. it's, it's just a bigger tool to do the same thing. Right. Um, but, uh, God, I don't really remember where.
3: I Wait, went well, then question about the blood. Yeah. Um, your blood, it's, oh. it's a home recipe, isn't it? Yeah. It's, and you don't have to give the recipe, but what makes your blood so great? I know it's great, but what, <laughs> what is the secret thing that you put to it? Um, Cause I love your blood, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, it's just a lot of time and tweaking. I think it took me like 13 years to, to get it where I want. It's and you, you
3: have a set formula.
2: Oh yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, but there it's, it's got, um, some detergents in it so I, it comes off of most things i've gotten it out of cashmere mm, um wow. you know uh the the only real challenge is on some paints it can get stuck, like some walls mm. because the, the nature of this material it never dries mm-hmm. so if you paint over it it's still a liquid so then right. you know it'll just shift and you'll have to redo it redo right right it. um well, I'm sorry, I spaced. What was the question specific? Oh, just the... What I, makes it? Yeah, the, what makes your... Um, I don't use uh, corn syrup, which is kind of what everyone else uses. I, I use molasses. Oh. Um, I use just a little bit of molasses, and that gives you a texture. It gives you a color. But most importantly, uh, corn syrup, which is kind of like we all hear when we're kids, oh, you know, fake blood is corn syrup. right, right. Um, But the thing is, if you've ever had a Jolly Rancher, you know, a little hard candy, that's that's basically just heated up corn syrup. And so you take an actor, you cover them in that. And you sit them under a, a 2K or a big hot light mm-hmm. and it starts to, to solidify. It cooks. And I've seen actors where they put their arms down and they're in front of a big heavy light and then they go to do that. They spread oh. their arms out and yeah. they rip all the skin in their armpits.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, geez.
2: And, you know, so it's all really a lot of the recipe because my, my, my whole thing is actor experience. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, obviously you want your work to be good, but I want my work to be safe because there's a lot of people who do what I do, special effects. Where, um, it's easy to forget you're dealing with an actor, the person turns into a canvas it's, right you know, right. you're you're painting or you're creating, yeah, yeah, and so it's really important to me to remember i'm I'm dealing with a person, and their skin is their business mm-hmm. uh so i'm I'm doing all this, just trying to make things safer and easier for them, mm-hmm. so I want it to look good, I want it to have a good consistency, but I want it to be comfortable because a lot of the time these people are gonna be sitting and Grossness for 12 hours right, at a right. time,
3: and I have to say, as much as I love horror films, yeah. they're one of my favorites. You know, they are my favorites, but I always feel bad for actors. Like, say, I watch, I don't know, Ash versus the Zombies, yeah. you know, Evil Dead, any Evil Dead movie, and these fucking actors are like covered in corn syrup or whatever their yeah. blood is. I always feel bad for them because I just know how sticky it is and how fucking you know. Did you ever have any um like you use molasses, which is also like it's it's a, a sugar it's mix, a sugar yeah, base,
2: and they all they all kind of have to. It's just part of making it right,
3: work. right, right. How do you prevent like flies and shit? Like,
2: uh, I mean, honestly, mine has detergent, which which kind of does, but oh, if you leave it long enough, like if if you just you know, and we even talked about this on Gor Garage. If if you left it for two weeks and came back, probably be a little bit of you know some some <laughs> unwanted guests. Right, in there, right,
3: right, you know, right. Which, by the way, um, I used to work with uh, Julian. Yeah, how did you know Julian again? Uh, we taught. Uh, I
2: taught at a school in San Francisco. Oh wow! And, and he-, he also taught there.
3: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. So then, when you started teaching. How did that happen where it's like suddenly your credentials, where you're essentially self taught, yeah. but then you make it to the level where you can like have disciples basically? <laughs> How did that happen?
2: Well, most of my teaching and most teaching in effects in general is just you know over the course of time, people start to tail you. Yeah, uh, it, tra- teaching traditionally in a school, I, I only taught the one class, and in all honesty, it was because the person that they hired. Uh, booked a really good gig, and mm-hmm. uh, it was the kind of thing you, you can't say no to. Right, right. And he needed someone who uh, had. It, it's more important to have a certain skill set, uh, like to be able to communicate well and make students feel safe and make them feel comfortable, mm-hmm. than be the best guy in the entire world. Right, right. Because a, a curriculum is pretty well established and set up. Like, y- mm-hmm. you really aren't even allowed to go. Uh, too far off. In fact, I would get in trouble because I would go off left field. Because I, you know, we'd be teaching. I'd say, "Yeah, this is how they want you to do it." But in all honesty, when you're on set, that's not going to work. Right, right. And then I teach you how you actually do it, and then I get called into the principal's. Yeah, yeah. I spent more time in the principal's office than the, the students did.
3: <laughs> right, right. Um, Didn't you say? I mean, drugs were around you as a child. As a child, and uh in fact, you know what. Didn't you? I mean, you just, it was so around because, I mean, you, you mentioned yeah. that you were in, you were around the music yeah. industry without getting too specific, that you thought it would be okay to give a teacher some Coke.
2: Um, neither conform, uh, oh, confirmed. Oh, oh, oh I, yeah, I. you know
3: what? You know what? <laughs> that didn't happen. And that, no, not that, that, you know what? Neither That's, confirmed nor. Did yeah, yeah, okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Fair enough, fair enough. That was, uh, you know, somebody else told me that. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? So, On set, without getting specific or throwing anybody under the bus, do you have any horror stories, like actual horror, set horror stories?
2: Let me think. I just need to think about, I I have a couple of stories. I just need to make sure that there's not a a scary NDA or how I can word things so that I'm not... Or if enough time has passed. I just want to make sure I'm not disrespecting any individuals. Yeah, yeah. where are the lines we're swearing? Can I say whatever? Oh, yeah, you can okay, say. Okay. Yeah. So I know uh, one individual hmm. and um, she's a playmate. Her body is her is her job. She needs mm-hmm. five thousand dollars to go take 20 photos. Right. Um, so it's her skin's important. Mm-hmm. She did a little indie film and they used a product called rigid collodion, uh, mm-hmm. which is used to simulate scar tissue. Like it gives you really deep scars.
3: Oh, shit. I hate where this is going. Oh, Fuck. it's it's a really... Yeah,
2: yeah I, I made the, the motion. I <laughs> yeah, where it yeah. Uh, she was in a really uh, disrespectful horror film, like very um, uh, gratuity heavy. Yeah. And they scarred the word cunt into her forehead. No one thought to patch... T- and, you know, they hired some guy off of Craigslist who got most of his supplies at Party City, you know, that kind of thing. Um and uh, no one thought to patch test the actor, which is when you check their skin to make sure they can handle
3: the chemicals you're working with. Because people have different sensitivities, right? Like
2: right. What's, what's safe? Everyone's skin is different. What's safe for me is, is very, you know, I might tear your skin apart. Right, right. This one in particular, and rigid collodion is one of the most toxic things you could put on someone's skin. Uh-huh. It's, it's harsh.
3: Right, right, right. Um,
2: and anyway, in, in the case of this particular actor, the scars became permanent.
1: More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
0: I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.
2: Well, um, she, uh, Was she nice? She had to, she was to that about it or a no no just in general because if she was oh, mean well, she's a wonderful poetic person. justice oh, no, no very no, okay. very much not like, <laughs> you know and, and i became uh involved because there was a I'm trying to think of what i can say a lawsuit happened and they needed uh someone who would be considered an expert right so right. I, I came in well, and that's how um but anyway the the point being uh for a couple of years she had to use a tattoo cover-up to, uh, to hide it And wow. then it did slowly over time uh, Blend away Like there's some redness on her forehead But you can't tell what it's from or what it is It looks like she just spent a, a little time in the sun uh, Wow But for, for well, a couple of years
3: Dude we gotta tell Blake this one story I, You know cause you told me you've seen a video of it Cause this kind of goes into the same there's thing a life casting thing Yes Yeah. Can you tell this story This is the most horrifying thing you'll ever fucking okay. hear in indie film Go uh, ahead I'm trying
2: to... Because re- there's been a couple of them. Was Because the you've seen the video, was it, right? Was
3: it the guy's arms or the guy's face? It was the guy... Because I remember I had a buddy that said he was filming the deposition of the lawsuit or whatever. As,
2: it had to have been the face one then, right? Face did, one? I've never Did the heard. guy die? No. Okay, then it was the hands one.
3: Okay, okay. Tell me the hands one and then tell uh, me the one where the guy died.
2: Well, I mean, it's the same story. Oh, and, it is? And, and not the same guy, but the uh, same the same thing
3: happened. Okay, okay.
2: And, and that's because, you know, like... Growing up, especially if you were a kid in the '80s, when you saw life casts or pictures, what you saw was plaster, mm-hmm. right? Like it always looked like someone covered you in in uh, plaster, mm-hmm. and uh, that's not actually how it works. Mm. Uh, you know, the straws in the nose, that whole thing. I think like if you saw out Outfire when they, that's what right, that scene right, looks right, like. Right. That, that's not actually how you do it, especially not these days. Uh-huh. Uh, and you use special materials. Like you don't just go out and buy stuff from the Arts and crafts store, like, like everything we. we use basically,
3: is, you don't just get plaster, right? And then put your plaster on you. It's dangerous. Or, or, it, yeah. it
2: can be, and it, it, again, there, there's skin safe, uh, skin safe stuff. There's stuff that's not skin mm. safe. In both the cases that I was talking about, where the guy died, and the one that you were familiar with, uh, I think they either used uh, ultra cal or hydro They they used a uh, uh, hardcore
3: oh. material. Like construction did. shit, kind of? Uh,
2: not construction shit. Well, I mean, I don't know what it was originally. Right, used for. Right. It, okay, mi- okay. it might be. Oh. Um, but the, the point being is this stuff is uh, thermal in nature. As it cures, it gets very, very hot. Mm. So two things happen. The first one is they didn't, uh, there's not really a good way to release your skin from this. What did
3: they want to do? They
2: wanted to make a copy of a body part. So, you know, they were trying to make a perfect replica
3: right. of
2: this guy's uh, arms. Uh, In the the one I think that we're both talking Uh about, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And so um, the first thing they did is they uh, were you
3: on set? No, no, God no. This
2: is like urban legend. Oh, yeah, but he's seen the video. You saw? I've I've seen the video. Holy fuck! (laughs) Um, Is it on YouTube? Oh, (laughs) I I mean, they things have gotten a little bit more uh,
1: restricted. Restricted. So it may have been taken down. It was.
2: Anyway, so basically they they. What it comes down to, they poured cement into a, uh, a tube. Mm-hmm. Guy stuck his arm into the, the tube. Didn't realize that they didn't draw any kind of separations or they didn't do a mold release. Uh-huh. And his arm got stuck in there. Oh, fuck. So the first part is his, his arm is in there and he's got no way of getting it out. Yeah. But then beyond that, uh, th- whatever cement they use, like I, I had said a couple of the ones that I work with that I know are thermal in nature, but it gets really, really hot. So it's, it's, you know, third degree burns as this stuff cooks him, it cooks his arm alive and no way to get it out. So in the video that he's talking about, they're getting hammers and chiseling at it. He's smashing it at the walls and there's just so n- nothing. So this fucker's
3: hand is cooking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in an oven essentially. Yeah. It was, and, you know, like, there's just, there's nothing to do. I, I don't, because the video, that video, it just ends. So, like, I never found out if, I'm sure he lost his arm. He had yeah, to. Yeah,
3: have. yeah, yeah. Because I know a dude that that was filming the depositions. Oh, the that's lawsuit. right. Yeah, yeah, Did he? He, he lost. Yeah, it. he it's had gone. to. He yeah. had to. It was like bacon by the time. Yeah. It was, you know, like, it's like, fuck. Geez.
2: Well, and, and even still, uh, uh, not to be overly graphic, but yeah. understanding a little bit of the science of how that stuff works, his skin would have been cooked to it.
3: Right, right. You know, it's it like would have been you, like a roast lamb. Yeah, when you when
2: you right. pull a, a piece of meat off a hot oven, it, it sticks.
3: Oh filmmaking. Uh, Cinema. Well, you know, they, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: If, if I remember right, there is a statistic that the average lifespan of a special effects artist is 37.
3: Really? Dumb decisions like that. Right, yeah. right, right, right.
2: Well, and it's what we what we breathe, like the, yeah. the chemicals and you know, like, it's always the, the young kids who don't realize, like, oh, yeah, my respirator doesn't matter. No big
3: deal. Right, right, right. right. What know? happened with the guy who died? Uh, or somebody died?
2: They, they, they did straws in a face cast, and the
3: same thing happened. And then well, his did face it to his melted face. off. Um, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy, Rudy? Yeah. Like, Rudy's behind camera shaking his head. Like, that's nuts. Dude. Listen, kids, if you're going to go make a movie, please be safe. It's not worth a life. It just isn't, yeah. right? It's not. Maybe some maybe my movies, but not <laughs> no, no 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 movie. No movie is worth a life.
2: Well, and it's just just when you're making decisions, follow those decisions up with just a little bit of common sense and don't listen to everything you saw on yeah. YouTube.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and also care about your people. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. like 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 give a fuck about the well-being of the people that are helping you out or volunteering their talents or whatever. Right.
2: You know, like, and specifically like that example I gave about the, the young lady who got injured on the, on the, that show way back
3: when. Right, right, right. Um, that mean lady who got it. No, I'm just kidding. That,
2: that, that would have taken 10 minutes to prevent all the, if they would have done a patch test, which is just when you, you like, there are points on your, on your body that are more sensitive that will have a reaction faster, like your yeah, armpits.
3: Yeah. So
2: if you're trying to find out if an actor has an allergy to something, you put a little bit on the inside of the armpit, on the inside of the wrist, yeah. a couple of other spaces, and you just wait five minutes. That
3: is so unfortunate, that it takes, first story. Yeah,
2: it takes five minutes, and you know, okay, I can't use this product on this actor.
3: That's crazy. And, that's
2: all, and yeah. that little bit of negligence. Caused a lot of pain and suffering.
3: I wonder if she felt a pressure to be nice after, like, because there's a word that just means mean person <laughs> on your forehead. And I wonder if she was, like, either nice or she embraced. She's like, fuck it. she just I'm,
2: hit it. Uh, just uh, hit it. Hit uh, it. Yeah. She, yeah. That
3: sucks. That sucks, man. Can yeah. you imagine? Hey, Blake, do you want to make a live cast?
1: What
3: do you mean? Oh, like, do the thing. Put your hand in the thing. He'll make it. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was going
1: to yeah. ask um,
2: do a lot of special effects. I guess artists have to go to school for like dermatology or stuff like that. Um, not as many as you think go for dermatology. Most effects classes, I- well, in many cases, the uh, the special effects makeup because uh, special effects means a lot of things. So there's mm-hmm. SPFX, there's SP makeup effects, um, SFX, VFX is computers, blah, blah 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 blah. But most makeup artists who do effects actually they're going to cosmetology school. And then there is a curriculum in effects in regular makeup school. Um, and then um, sometimes they go on to specialties after that. Oh. Mm. But in my case, though, I just shadowed people like I worked in, you know, I was the guy who swept the floors and held the guy's coffee right, 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 right. Uh, right. and did a lot of self-learning. And then slowly over the course of, you know, many, many years. I think the way I learned is how the majority of people learn. Okay. But it also depends on your career's trajectory. You know, like, are you going to be like a, an indie guy the way I am? Because, you know, like, everyone says the, the Dick Smith way. And Dick Smith is the godfather of special <laughs> effects. He's, he's the one who did uh, Exorcist. Yeah. It yeah. was really well. Uh, yeah. You know, and the, the big rule is always that's not how Dick would do it. And on, a, on a big show... There's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. Mm. And so that's where someone like me, who's very self-taught, becomes, uh, uh, has challenges. Because where I come from the school where if it's safe, it looks good, um, and uh, it's not illegal, then it's the right way to right, do it. Right, right, right. You know, like my job. And a lot of the times, the, the kind of MacGyvered way to do it looks better. But you're a lot of the guys who are doing uh, super uniony stuff. Mm-hmm. They're so programmed to do it the right way, and I want to be very, very clear. There's a reason why things are the right way. Right, you know, right. like the doing something safe, having clean molds. You know, yeah. all that stuff. There's because it's you know um, uh, it's carryover. So a lot of the times, it's someone will take what they learned on this set and use it on the next set. So. Mm-hmm if you keep someone in the habit of always doing it the same way, they're always going to do it the safe way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what works on Debbie and the devil may not work on another show. Right. Right. And so it's important that you're looking at every single job as just because this worked last time. Is that the right Mm -hmm. thing?
3: I see. I see. Um, By the way, speaking of Dick Smith, like who are the OGs that you looked up to for me? Yeah.
2: Um, I love Gary Tenidoff who mm. did the special effects on most of the Hellraiser movies. Oh. oh. I love uh, Patrick Tatopoulos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pull some some names out yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, No, that's cool. Go yeah, for yeah, the pa- deep cuts. Patrick Tatopoulos is uh, the guy who designed the werewolves in the Underworld movies. Oh. Uh, and he cracks me up because all his interviews is, oh, I, I want my monster to be
3: sexy. <laughs> right, right, right. Which um, the Underworld films are pretty sexy. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, of course, like your Stan Winstons and... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I always say Alec Ennis. It's not his name. Alec Ennis is Obi wan Alec. Yeah. Oh, I suck. I, I lost his name. The guy who played Goro in the old school my, uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, films. right, 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 right. Uh, he's a he's an absolute right. badass. When I what comes about
3: to Rick the Baker? Guys.
2: Yeah, Rick Baker too. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's the werewolf guy. What you know? We talked before when you asked me in the past. My favorite effects movies it's American Werewolf in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, he's 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 the champ. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There's nice. some greats. Mm. I, I try to fight the urge to give the generic answers. Like, I try not to do the the Stan Winstons and the Rick Bakers. Right, right. Just Which was
3: did Stan Winston do again? I, all of them. Uh, Jurassic yeah. Park, oh, Terminator. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he yeah.
2: was the guy for a good long while. Like, after, you know, Dick started getting up there in age, and then Stan Winston kind of slipped into that that role of being like, you know, there, there are certain ones who, certain... Um, uh, uh, house heads like you know they call it an effects house is like the the studio that's doing
3: it uh-huh.
2: where like it's just you know he, he would bring everyone in and make you feel safe and teach you the right way to do it make sure you did it the right way, or right, their right,
3: way. Right, 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 right yeah so right, right.
2: you know there, there are definitely some that are like the safe answer but I like to give kind of the funner you know ones yeah uh,
3: what have you seen like lately that's Cranking your yank. I'm, I'm going to say
2: uh, the, the new Evil Dead movie had some really good That was time. fun, right? Yeah. yeah. Great, and the, that's trustworthy. Like You know an Evil Dead movie is going to have some fucked up You know what's funny? Though,
3: you're a lot like me. It's Stugatz outside. <laughs> it's just Stugatz. I'm telling you so many noises outside. You're like me as a moviegoer. Yeah. I feel like you, like me, are pretty happy with what you see. Yeah, in cinema.
2: Yeah, generally speaking, and I'm I'm always amazed about that because it's rare that I straight can't find anything to enjoy in a yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so many people like they say they love cinema and they hate everything they see. Right, and I, right. I don't get
3: it. Yeah, unless for them. And no disrespect to Criterion, but no. unless it has like a Criterion logo in yeah. the corner, they're not about it or something. You know, it's weird. Um, but and I like Criterion. I love Criterion. Yeah. Uh, but but from,
2: for me, it's a like cinema is escapism, right? You know, so like. If I'm able to, if I'm having a bad day, if I can go to the movie theater and for two hours forget that I'm having a bad day, then it was a good movie. Mission accomplished. Yeah, right? mission accomplished.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, y- you've been on a lot of sets. Yeah. Can you describe the feeling or just the the ins and outs of this particular situation where you are asked to do something, and it's like, bro, you didn't even. Like, give me the fucking like like a director says, I want five zombie heads exploding here and then yeah. guts and everything. Have you been in that situation before? And you're like, dude, motherfucker, I can't do this. this I, is- I have
2: well, uh, people. Uh, there's there's a couple of problems that happen there. Yeah. Uh, first of which is people do think I'm a wizard. Yeah. And despite popular belief, I yeah. I am not.
3: I uh, d- don't kill it for me. I still think you're a wizard. <laughs> you are a wizard. Yeah.
2: Um, but also, I I have the tendency of like. I bring a stupid amount of backup plans with mm, me mm. to most sets. Like a, as we speak in my car, there is like a dozen fake heads and a bunch of chopped up dead people.
3: We have a bunch of your fake heads, by the way, that you donate. <laughs> right, I the remember. Yeah. We have a bag of fake heads. It's great.
2: Yeah. So uh, a lot of the times, I uh, I am able to accommodate those crazy requests, which is I, I get I get shit on by other effects artists because I'm reinforcing bad habits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. you. you, you Directors, don't, don't do that.
3: Right, 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 right.
2: (laughs) But, you know, I I definitely, I've had one where a guy was supposed to get shot in the heart with a bow and arrow. Mm. And then on the day, the guy's like, I found this shotgun. (laughs) Whoa. It looks really cool. Can we do something with this? And exactly like you said, we ended up blowing up a head.
3: Right, right, Um, right, right. You know what? We are going to do this as a two-parter. All right. Because you got so much to say. All right. So what we're going to do is, this is the end of part one. Hopefully there was a commercial break in the middle, so we get money. <laughs> um, we're going to begin part two in about two seconds. Give me one, two. You know what? We're going to return. We're going to talk to Robert about everything, <laughs> horror. Maybe some uh, some interesting things. Who he hates if he hates anybody. Um, but we'll get into that. I hate people. You know, like I don't hate. I'm trying people. to think. Yeah. Of well, I, I got ready. a name I can throw out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. We're going to return. Please return next week for part two of talking to Robert Bravo, Blood Effects Man, and Blood Effects Man of Debbie and the Devil, Skrilla, Wild Seven's resident, Blood Effects Man, and Blood Effects Man Everywhere. Blood, blood, blood. He makes molasses with his blood. <laughs> he makes Adam molasses. And that's cool. That's cool. All right. So let's take a break. All right. Thank you for having me. Please take a moment and hit those like and subscribe buttons. While a small gesture, it really means a lot to Wild7 Studios and allows us to continue creating meaningful and fun content for your viewing pleasure.